Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi and welcome back. This is Brad Constantine and you've reached the Book of Mormon lecture series and uh, today we're going to be covering 1 Nephi chapter 10. Now we begin Le uh, Nephi's actual uh, record. He's finished the abridgment of his father's record. He's still going to be using some of the things of his father's but uh, for the most part he's going to be writing his own record now. Verse 1, and now I, Nephi, proceed to give an account upon these plates of my proceedings and my reign and ministry. Wherefore, to proceed with my account, I must speak somewhat of the things of my father and also of my brethren. For behold, it came to pass, after my father had made an end of speaking the words of his dream, and also of exhorting them to all diligence, he spake unto them concerning the Jews, that after they should be destroyed, even that great city Jerusalem, and many be carried away captive into Babylon, According to the own due time of the Lord, they should return again, yea, even be brought back out of captivity. And after they should be brought back out of captivity, they should possess again the land of their inheritance. Yea, even six hundred years from the time that my father left Jerusalem, a prophet would the Lord God raise up among the Jews, even a Messiah, or in other words, a savior of the world. So here Nephi is giving notice that six hundred years from the time that they leave Jerusalem is when the savior will be born into mortality. The time of the Messiah's first coming, like the precise time of his second coming in glory, was a set and fixed time. Prophets knew and taught that in 600 years, the meridian of time, literally the midpoint in the sense of central events, would burst upon the world and the Lord of life would make his mortal appearance. That was in the Doctrinal Commentary of the Book of Mormon. Did you notice what I said there, that the time of the Messiah's first coming is as precise as the time of his second coming? meaning that this, the second coming will also be at a set specific time, like the coming of his first coming. Verse 5, And he also spake concerning the prophets, how great a number had testified of these things, concerning this Messiah, of whom he had spoken, or this Redeemer of the world. Wherefore, all mankind were in a lost and a fallen state, and ever would be, save they should rely on this Redeemer. Man has no more power to save and redeem himself than he has power to create himself. In fact, the redemption of the human soul is essentially the re re recreation of man. It is and can be accomplished only by one greater than man, by a God. This is the true doctrine of salvation by grace, taught by all the holy prophets since the world began. And that was uh, from McConkie and Millet. Verse 7, And he spake also concerning a prophet who should come before the Messiah to prepare the way of the Lord. And we know who that is. Yea, even he should go forth and cry in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his paths straight. For there standeth one among you, whom ye know not, and he is mightier than I, whose shoes latched I am not worthy to unloose. And much spake my father concerning this thing. Of course, we know that that's John the Baptist. And verse 9, And my father said that he should baptize in Bethabara. And Bethabara in Hebrew means the house of crossing, or the place of crossing. And we believe that that may be the exact spot where the Israelites crossed uh, the River Jordan as they came into the Promised Land. And it's also possible that it's the place where Jesus was baptized, being the lowest place on earth where there's fresh water in the River Jordan near the Dead Sea. 
beyond Jordan, and he also said he should baptize with water, even that he should baptize the Messiah with water. And after he had baptized the Messiah with water, he should behold and bear record that he had baptized the Lamb of God, who should take away the sins of the world. 11. And it came to pass, after my father had spoken these words, he spake unto my brethren concerning the gospel, which should be preached among the Jews, and also concerning the dwindling of the Jews in unbelief. And after they had slain the Messiah, who should come, and after he had been slain, he should rise from the dead, and should make himself manifest by the Holy Ghost unto the Gentiles. Remember that Jesus doesn't appear, generally speaking, to the Gentiles, but he sends the Spirit to do that. 12. Yea, even my father spake much concerning the Gentiles, and also concerning the house of Israel, that they should be compared like unto an olive tree, whose branches should be broken off, and should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. Lehi's comparison to the house of Israel to an olive tree could have come from his reading of the brass plates, for we know they contained the allegory of the olive trees later quoted by Jacob in Jacob chapter 5. 13. Wherefore, he said it must needs be that we should be led but with one accord into the land of promise, unto the fulfilling of the word of the Lord, that we should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. And after the house of Israel should be scattered, they should be gathered together again, or in fine, after the Gentiles had received the fullness of the gospel, the natural branches of the olive tree, or the remnants of the house of Israel, should be gathered in, or come to the knowledge of the true Messiah, their Lord and their Redeemer. This obviously is a latter-day work, and we're in the middle of that right now. 15. And after this manner of language did my father prophesy and speak unto my brethren, and also many more things which I do not write in this book, for I have written as many of them as were expedient for me in mine other book. It'd be nice to have that, wouldn't it? Verse 16. And all these things of which I have spoken were done as my father dwelt in a tent in the valley of Lemuel. Verse 17. And it came to pass that after I, Nephi, having heard all the words of my father, concerning the things which he saw in a vision, and also the things which he spake by the power of the Holy Ghost, which power he received by faith on the Son of God. And the Son of God was the Messiah who should come. I, Nephi, was desirous also that I might see and hear and know of these things. By the power of the Holy Ghost, which is the gift of God unto all those who diligently seek him, as well in times of old as in the time that he should manifest himself unto the children of men. Those who live worthily of the companionship of the Holy Spirit, whenever and wherever they may live, are blessed equally with those who experience the Savior's ministry among them in mortality. So Nephi here is asking to see the very same things that his father saw in vision and uh, believing that he, he can do that. Verse 18, For he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the way is prepared for all men from the foundation of the world, if it so be that they repent and come unto him. For he that diligently seeketh shall find, and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto them by the power of the Holy Ghost, as well in these times as in times of old, and as well in times of old as in times to come. Wherefore, the course of the Lord is one eternal round. Therefore, remember, O man, for all thy doings thou shalt be brought into judgment. Wherefore, if ye have sought to do wickedly in the days of your probation, for those who have adequate opportunity to receive and accept the gospel in this life, the day of probation, the time of mortal testing and trial, ends at death. For those who do not have such opportunities on earth to walk in the glorious gospel light, the time of probation continues beyond the veil of death into the world of spirits. There is no second chance for salvation. Then ye are found unclean before the judgment seat of God, and no unclean thing can dwell with God. Wherefore, ye must be cast off forever." 
Those who revel in uncleanness and mortality will be cleansed by suffering and repentance during the thousand years they spend in hell at the time of the earth's millennium. They will come forth from the grave clean and free from sin, but will suffer a spiritual death in that their opportunity to live eternally in celestial realms with their Father in heaven is forever lost. Verse 22, And the Holy Ghost giveth authority that I should speak these things and deny them not. So here we have Nephi having a desire now to see the vision that his father had. And uh, in our next chapter, uh, he's going to have that experience. I bear testimony that these things are true in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.